Have you guys heard of this new um, like show on CBC, Bollywood? Uh, I saw a trailer thing for it on yeah. TikTok. Did you watch it? Did you hear, hear about it? No. It's this like family. It's like this family in Toronto that has like a like a lenga store or whatever. They sell like bridal stuff. And it's a reality show based on that. Is that the their dad's like a sardar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always wearing those like flashy bugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I I didn't see a trailer or anything, but I just saw some clip of some like sardar guy. And it looked like one of these realities. And I was like, yo, what is going on here? He looked so much like Lucky. Like my brother-in-law was so funny. I was going to say, this guy looked like Dilera Mendy. Obviously, the was like, Lucky doesn't have his pug like that. But like his face was so much like Dilera Mendy. haven't started 2023 by eating a baroti i don't even know what you're doing with your life chutney's indian grill canada's first fast casual indian restaurant the fact that i can read this in my sleep is crazy they're the chipotle of indian food they got something for everyone veggie meat vegan gluten-free they got you covered all right you walk in you choose a broti or a bowl. You can pick your topping, pick your sauces, pick your chutneys. And if you're not getting line fries as a side, you're failing. Also, they have... Actually, no, you're probably winning because I don't know how healthy fries are, but it's so good. Also, mango lassi shake. You got to try that as well. Check them out in South Surrey, Grandview Central. They also have a brand new location open in Abbotsford, Clearbrook Town Square. Either locations you can use the coaches discount just mention the podcast and they'll give you discount chutney's indian grill anyways do you guys want to watch the trailer i didn't watch like the full trailer there was just like a clip oh this is, is this the, a clip this is a trailer this is little india in the heart of toronto and this is my dad cookie this is his cookie cookie i'm the flash she's the cash <laughs> Working all together as a family keeps us really close. Mm, I love being with kids every day, and they love it too. Awkward than not. We, we need a bigger store. I'm going to take my dad's business to a new modern direction. If he'll let me. Come <laughs> to Bollywood. Oh, wait, they bring actual people? Like, they're real clients. Oh, this is like the... Say yes to the dress. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's the trailer for that show. Also, isn't this? I fully would have expected a Surrey like bridal store to do this first. Yeah, I wonder why they got it. I wonder who they know. Oh, like all these broadcasting things, they're really big. Like all, all these companies. Yeah, I guess like in Toronto's where you have like CBC headquarters and shit like that. So that's probably why it's over there. Like they're everywhere, but like all the main TV stuff seems to happen there. Yo, that's pretty sick then. So what are they? They're they're in Toronto. They're in Toronto. Yeah. But what are they? They're Punjabi. Yeah, they're Punjabi. So they're speaking Punjabi. No. Actually, I guess it's in English. They no, they like mix. I saw like one clip where like they throw in like Punjabi lines here and there. Yeah, then oh, there's really, subtitles. Eh? Yeah, and then there's yeah, then there's like subtitles. What does he Punjabi. say in the beginning? I'm the what? And she's like, I'm the Flash. She's the cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. I feel like it would be good. Like if it just shows like an actual and he's the guy. The the dad seems like really funny. Yeah, yeah. but I feel like uh. But I feel like this is more of like a, you know... Yeah, obviously it's catered Well-functioning Punjabi family. What do you mean well-functioning? Not well-functioning, but like happy, like... <laughs> happy? <laughs> <laughs> this is a facade. This is all a lie. Like progressive, you know. 
they like each other, you know, they get along. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking about like, you know, just like people that I know, like, yo, this, anyone that has like a business, imagine their like kid going to the dad asking to run the business. Yeah, yeah. Or like, update it, like, Salia, shatar na ghari. This guy's probably like, last door, yeah, it's my son, great guy. <laughs> my son, great guy, yeah. That's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see, they, they do seem like a happy, uh, happy family, but who knows what goes on behind the scenes, you know? It's all for the show. It's all for the cash. Awful. And for the flash, that's, that's the flash brings the cash, buddy. <laughs> the flash brings the cash. But yo, I honestly, those fucking stores probably make bank though. If you think about it, yeah, bro. Like print money, right? Hmm. I don't know about printing money, but they like if you have a proper like logistic system set up, yeah. like a channel for logistics set up, then you're fucking laughing. The channel for logistics is just people in that city saying oh you're looking for a wedding wing girl like obviously there's only no no, no no not that no 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 like the making the outfits getting yeah. them like that shit logistically is- moving the product from yeah. india to yeah. canada if you get that channel set up with like a sick ass store down there yeah you're it's like a yeah. license to print money yeah it's so lucrative it is a headache if but if you're getting ready-made shit shipped to you already and you have no it's like, you know, you don't have to design anything, f- figure out fabrics. You're just getting bulk shipped to you. Yeah. That's the ideal situation. Yeah. But then there's all, all you have to offer the whole like, oh, you can do a custom. Yeah, you have like, to offer the custom us. option. Whatever. Offer the custom shit, right? You can even like bring in these fucking chicks from India if you want or leave them in India and have them. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you? Or leave them in India. <laughs> leave them in India. I feel like this guy is describing slavery. No, no, no. Bring them over here. No, no never mind. Just leave them there. <laughs> never mind. Just leave them there. Obviously, like, it would legitimately, you, you know, sponsor them here through LMIAs, whatever the fuck you need to do. But you, like, bring them here or you, or they can stay in India. But if you have that channel set up, yo, and now that I'm even thinking about it more and more, our j- is... <laughs> Gurg's gears are spinning yeah. right now. He's about to become the Flash. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm not, not even that. But I'm just saying, like, okay, now as like you know, we get older and our kids start having kids. Yeah. Us going back to India to find this shit is yeah. becoming less and less popular. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'm gonna let y'all it, man. He told it all like you know, yeah. you get good enough product here, right? So, but imagine now you can actually bring that sick ass India shit to here. You can charge crazy money, man. It's yeah, been here yeah. though. If people are paying like four or five grand for makeup. Oh, oh yeah. Think about no, so you can just imagine like the way that the prices have gone up for hair and makeup in the wedding industry. The bridal outfit pricing is right there with us, okay? Yeah. If not, more. Yeah. Yo, what are we doing? What do you mean, what are we what doing? What are you doing? That's I've tried it. Yeah, but you guys fucked it up a little bit. I have no idea. I just know that it's not as easy as it looks. You need to be set up with embroiders. You need to be set up with tailors. Uh, logistically, the headache that you have dealing with brides is another fucking headache in and of itself. No, no, I know not that. Not even just brides. Whole families. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But I think, like, I honestly think if the prices are actually what you guys are saying they are, I don't even think you need to take it that far. I think you can just take it as far as these guys are taking it. You literally get in like a bunch of bulk shit, right? That you can get yeah, in bulk. Yeah, but it's not just like the girl walks in, tries it on, and she's like, I love this. I'm going to take it home today. That's not how it works. No, no, no. That's fine. Be like, yo, you like it? Perfect. We're going to sell it to you as is. Find your own fucking fitters. Go find a fucking no. tailor. Yeah, but then you can't charge four or $5,000. Why? Like there's specific tailors that can handle that type of like embroidery, like 
tailoring and stuff like that and why would they go to you and spend three thousand dollars when they can just pay an extra five hundred thousand dollars and go to the store that's going to custom fit everything to them change the color why would they pay extra five because they don't want to pay the extra five thousand no, I said extra five hundred to a thousand. Oh, extra five hundred yeah. to a thousand. Yeah, yeah. For a full service. For for say. a full service where they customize the colors. Because what you're talking about is like online. Which is now online is huge. Is also becoming a thing. Online is huge. But now, now when you guys go to India, just show him like, just yeah. pay a little bit more attention to like, oh, you know, where, what are these stores? Who who are they sending their stuff to? And then Pammy can point out like, oh, this is a person. This is somebody who you could have like doing your embroidery. Like if you send them designs. Outfits fucking is a headache. But it's obviously possible. It's possible, but you have to have a passion for it. It's such a big deal. It's not like an easy thing. Yeah. And now that you're on a show and a bunch of this, you know that there's a show about it. Now you can even charge more for your prices. <laughs> These guys are ripping it. What if we recognize someone? Actually, no. What are the, do you think there's a possibility? What do you mean recognize someone? Oh, on it's the team. No, 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 no. It's people. Who do we know from fucking Toronto? Maybe in BC. If it's in BC, then we'd be able to recognize people. Oh, yeah. And then Gavin would be like, I, went to, I worked at Walmart with that girl. <laughs> 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 a pigeon has been apprehended in BC. Oh. A pigeon? Yeah. For carrying a mini backpack of crystal meth. I was like, this is probably definitely a Desi person behind this. Yeah. Isn't that- it was in Abbotsford. It was in Abbotsford. And it was a pigeon who that had a mini backpack. backpack. And it was flew into the prison like yard. And that's how the prisoners were getting, like, drugs through that pigeon. Stop! They were sending him into prison? Yeah, and he's just, like, in the yard. And the officers are like, why does that pigeon have a backpack on? (laughs) (laughs) They caught it? They caught the pigeon? The pigeon's probably used to it, though. The The pigeon, pigeon, yeah, that's what she said. The pigeon was apprehended. (laughs) They arrested the pigeon. That's crazy. And there's, like, definitely a desi mastermind behind that idea. Oh, 100%. You know how many desis are pigeon racing? (laughs) Kabutar Yeah, that has Desi written all over it for sure. For some reason, I don't know why. Because that's what they used to do in India. Like, and I know send... someone told me too. I can't remember who it was that there are a lot of Desis in Abbotsford that have like a bunch of pigeons and shit. Yeah, pigeon racing is a huge thing, dude. Yeah, that's just a huge thing in general. That's a huge thing everywhere. But I don't know. Did, did other countries use pigeons as a form of like um, sending mail and like letters yeah. and stuff? Hogwarts. Oh, they did. She's like, oh, they did. <laughs> they did. That's oh. not a real place. <laughs> Hogwarts is a wizard school in the movie Harry Potter. I know, but I didn't remember seeing pigeons. Also, I was like, "Whoa, oh, they did!" <laughs> Shut Hogwarts, oh yeah. See, I thought I knew so. I thought I knew someone they were using it somewhere. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I know someone who went to Hogwarts. Actually, they were telling me about it. They sent me a fucking uh, you know pigeon message with Bubble One's picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw you guys. No, but like, you know how it's like, it's in like our songs and it's in like, you know, old like stories of like, oh, you know, like a hundred plus years ago, we used to send like letters by pigeon and blah, blah, blah. How far do these pigeons even fly around for? A long distance. Like some are trained and bred to fly like hundreds of kilometers. Like, how do you do that? How do you train a pigeon? To I don't know, but there is a way to like our friend who whose dad is like a pigeon racer. He's a world champion, I think, pigeon like racer yeah. breeder. But they have to take them to the end point, don't they? Don't they come back home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you drive them, yeah. so for example, like one example was Saskatoon or something yeah. or somewhere in Saskatchewan, you drive them there, yeah. you show them this one point, yeah. like end point, and then you drive and then you leave them there, they'll they'll fly back home. How do they know what home is? So that's 
obviously the cool part. I don't know how, but like, and then let's say they're in, they're back in Calgary. You can get them to go. You can, that's what they do in pigeon racing. You send them back and they go, they race back to that end point. The longest distance achieved by a professional pigeon racer was three-year-old named Korla Kamikaze. A three-year-old? Yeah. Three-year-old pigeon. Oh, they meant like a three-year-old trained a pigeon to do this. I'm like, how? <laughs> what the fuck? She clocked 21 days of flying, achieving a speed of 200. I don't even know what this is, but for a distance of 3,200 kilometers. Holy. Whoa. So this pigeon like stops, rests, and she gets up and keeps flying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, okay, what if... What? How do you... I don't know how they actually train. How do you train anything to do anything? But like, but like let's say I'm a, like you're you're a pigeon. You're flying, flying, flying. Let's say you're a pigeon. <laughs> how would we answer this question? Okay, let's say you're a pigeon, and then puts his hands up and starts flapping no. his wings like. A... <laughs> no, I'm just, not like let's say you're a pigeon, but like imagine the pigeon. It flies. It gets tired. It's obviously not at its destination. How does it know? It's obviously closer to home than it is to its destination. Yeah. So how does it know? Like, hey, I'm going to stop here, rest up, eat, and then I'm just going to keep going. Why doesn't it just turn around? How does it know not to turn? Pigeons that do this are particularly good at remembering where they live and finding their way even when they've been transported tremendous distances away from it. Also, there's certain bloodlines that are really good. No, 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 that's fine. I get it. They can, you can take, you know, they can figure out where home is from a long way. But how do they know that hey this is a race i have to go to that point and they come back they don't know like i'm gonna they're not flying in the air like i can't wait to win first prize no but then how do they know where to like how do when they stop to rest why at that point are they not turning and going because back they want to go home oh so you're saying they're flying oh they're flying from somewhere else to come home so then how do they get back those pigeons that are racing and pigeons that are bred they're born in this like area right in, in my area. head i'm thinking the pigeon is starting from home going 3200 kilometers and then coming back competing birds are taken from their lofts and must race home yeah. the time taken and distance are recorded and the fastest bird is declared the winner okay see that makes sense so then how is this fucking that's a sick they have this crackhead pigeon fully trained yeah but they got fucking apprehended yeah but that's because it's flying from one place to the jail yeah. so they had to have like trained it in like the trained jail. it to go there like repeatedly yeah yeah, yeah. there's a crazy amount of money and like a, ch a champion in what a pigeon racing or like even just breeding them and selling them oh, really? yeah Greg's like light bulb goes off yeah <laughs> if this uh, a bridal shop business doesn't work out <laughs> he looks into pigeon racing yeah um champion pigeon breeders can sell uh champion like bloodlines yeah. a one bird for like up to even more than like a thousand bucks oh, that, so that's, that's like where they start and then there's it's one a in, bird. There's one in 2020, a pigeon in China that was sold for 1.9 million dollars. Stop! Oh yeah. my god! One pigeon. Damn. There in so in 2018, two men tried to win the prize money at a pigeon race by smuggling their birds on a bullet train instead of <laughs> they just put them on a train. <laughs> <laughs> That's sick. And I guess they're tracked. They're probably your trackers. Yeah. That track their speed. They just put them on a bullet train, the fastest train. Worst, so stupid. And the and it says the organized criminal and organized criminal rings have um, also kidnapped valuable racing pigeons and held them at ransom. Oh my god! But I guess there's like shit like that, you know, like fucking crazy expensive dogs, crazy expensive fucking yeah. sheep and kore and shit like that. That's the thing about humans and capitalism. We gonna make the money. 
any time of the day. Pigeons will die just flying around your city, fucking yeah. everywhere, right? Just go fucking grab one. Come here, Salia. <laughs> Come here, Salia. <laughs> Next thing you know, girl's on the street with a kid. <laughs> Come here, Salia. Even crows and shit, man. I like read shit about crows. Crows are fucking so smart, man. Really? Dude, there's like people that have trained crows to like fly around and bring money back for like treats. Or like for like bird food, like a certain type of bird food that they really like. And these pigeons will literally, not pigeons, sorry, crows, they'll fly, they'll bring anything back, man. There's, I think in New York, they ran like this little random pilot project where they had trained a bunch of crows to uh, pick up litter, put it into like this little machine. And when the litter goes into the machine, it gives them like bird food that they like. And then so these crows picked up on that, like, oh, sick, we're getting sick food if we do this. These crows are just flying around Central Park, picking up garbage, putting it into this thing and getting bird food. Yeah. stop. That's crazy. What? This one uh, TikTok I saw, this chick's like, yo, like there's all these crows that come here. And she's like, I just started leaving like, you know, food out for them. And she's like, eventually just randomly, she's like, they start bringing me stuff. So she's like, I'll, sometimes I'll get like a quarter or a nickel or like a rubber band or like a like some sort of object. Oh, they're exchanging. Exchanging it, yeah. Oh, they got their own little c- c- capitalist smart economy going there. A barter system. Oh yeah, right here. So Swedish firm deploys crows to pick up cigarette butts. Why do we talk about birds so much? Because they're everywhere, you know. Birds, birds and passengers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was even on, uh, what's it called? Global News, man. Um, all right, one more news thing. Six-year-old shooter in the U.S. shot at his teacher. Or was it a boy? Yeah, was that, yeah. Wasn't that like last, was uh, last week? Last week, yeah. yeah. I read about, not read about it, but I just saw the headline. And she didn't make it right? no no she's she survived yeah she's gonna survive why did this kid uh shoot her so police are saying that it's an it was it was intentional it was the yeah. six-year-old kid yeah. what yeah it was intentional the police so police it, it says police describe the shooting as intentional but now what they're having trouble doing is because it's a six-year-old that six-year-old can't even be tried as a juvenile yeah so they don't know what to do now you gotta fucking beat the shit because out of the kid. parents <laughs> beat the shit out of the kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's six years old, man. He's six years old, man. So the fucking couple of on left and right. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Obviously, I mean, I I do agree with a couple of chaperon, but like the, beyond that, like, what can they do? Yeah. And then so now they're looking at like, but but the parents obtained the gun legally, mm. so now they're looking at how the weapon was stored. And they're going to decide, like, can we legally ho- hold the parents responsible? Like, what's going to happen? Because this is, like, such a crazy case. Mm-hmm. Mm. <clears throat> what kind of, what kind of, uh, does it go to kid? Yeah, I think so. I don't From, know. like, what type of, like, poor family, rich family? I don't medium? know. It doesn't say anything. Do, they're not going to release the kid's name or anything like that. Yeah, we don't need the name. We just need the details. Like, But 23 years ago, there was a case like this. And it was a Gala kid, probably? It was a black kid, six-year-old black kid that shot another student and killed her. <gasps> yeah. And everyone was losing it like prosecute this kid blah 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 everyone's like you know and like and this was a judge giving like the interview like this i had a case like this 23 years ago Mm -hmm. yeah and they're like um and he's like and i just walked into the courtroom and i saw that kid sitting there he was coloring Mm -hmm. yeah and he's like and i just saw like my own kid in that kid and he's like so he's like i just decided like we can't do anything like beyond holding like the parent like the uncle and people around the kid like you know charging them and then the kid but then the kid got put in foster care 
<gasps> oh, that sucks. Right? So it's like how... Yeah. And then... But then the judge was like, I lost track of the kid. Like once it, he went into foster care, but he's 29 years old now. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I have no idea. I have no idea what happened to him. Like nothing. Like... Damn. So it's, it's like a lose-lose situation for like everyone, you know? Yeah, I think that... that yeah. Foster care is obviously garbage, but I think the parents, you got to be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But at the end of the day, like, we do have a good understanding of, like, how a six-year-old yeah. kid's mind works for the most part. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, their imagination is crazy. And look at all the things that they're exposed to these days. Yeah. There's a... Because I was when I was in uh, school for, like, the early learning child development stuff, mm-hmm. they were even talking about... So you know how, like, on regular YouTube versus YouTube Kids, mm-hmm. the biggest difference is, like, there's no ads mm-hmm. on YouTube Kids. Mm-hmm. Because technically, you're not supposed to... Sh- like, kids don't see the difference between their show that they're watching, like a video, and the ad. So it's like these kids that are seeing all these things, now, especially nowadays online, they don't know what the difference is between what's real and what's fake. And, and then they have these... Especially in America, so many kids, like so many households have like firearms in them so what do you like what do you do with that so if anything let's just like add this as another obviously the kid needs help because if the if he's six year old if he's six years old and the thought was like i'm gonna shoot my teacher today that kid needs therapy for the rest of his life like he needs some serious intervention what you're saying about the whole like you know everything they can't differentiate that's that subconscious thing so because up until roughly about seven years of age children don't have a conscious mind so nothing everything that they perceive everything that they see everything that they hear yeah it gets it it, to them it just it's just programming they're just collecting all the information so like let's say you have a kid and you're this whole kid is like you know it's around like you know some parents like the kids like watching these like older movies with the parents like shit like that all that stuff is like subconsciously being like downloaded to your kid he's recognizing all that as like even though it's fake even though he doesn't even realize what it is it's registering somewhere and then eventually when he starts having like fucked up reactions or emotions or temperaments is because of that and like even the kid doesn't know why it's happening it's just like one of those things the most shocking thing of this like article to me was when they were like 23 years ago in 2000. I was like, oh, yeah. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, the year 2000 was 23 oh, years ago. Oh, my God. And I'm God. thinking about like, what the fuck? Like, I literally remember 2000. Yeah. And that was 23 years ago. This kid's now 29 years old. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was shook, bro. That's what shocked me the most. That's so crazy because when you said, oh, this happened 23 years ago, I instantly just... You thought of like the 1970s, right? You're like... Yeah. I imagine like, you, you know... 23 years ago, I was all, everything, I was just like, okay, black and white. Yeah, that's geez. literally what I was thinking. <laughs> that's literally what I was thinking. I was like, okay, shit, it must be black kidding? and white. kidding? No, I was thinking like, you know... I'm thinking of like super, like segregation still happening. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's why these guys were probably like prosecuting him because he's black. I'm like, fucking racist. It was 2000. Yeah, it was yeah, the year yeah, I was literally, I was like... Oh my god, that literally wasn't that long ago. Well, I was you... thinking like the 90s. I didn't think black and white, but I was thinking like oh, 23 years ago. Like, yeah, that was like, you know, our, like when our parents were young. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Permanent fat reduction, rapid muscle toning. I can do 45,000 sit-ups in 15 minutes without soreness of exercise. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. Fresh Canvas just introduced two brand new gold standard technologies for body sculpting and toning. True Sculpt. It uses RF heat to burn fat cells permanently instead of freezing them. 
muscle toning treatment can be done on two people at once. So grab your gym buddy or partner and go get those abs you've been working so hard on. Fresh Canvas is offering amazing intro pricing right now, 40% off each session, and you only need one treatment to see results. Furthermore, they have a four area laser hair removal package on sale for $250, RF microneedling for 25% off, and oxygenio facials are only $135. Make sure you use code COACHES to get discounts on regular price services as well. You can shop online for medical grade skincare and get 15% off with our code COACHES. Visit www.freshcanvasspa.com and let their team of experts take care of you. Alright guys, let's hop into the coaches huddle portion of the podcast where we answer your question, react to your story. Please don't take anything we say seriously. We're just talking that shit. If you need real professional help, please reach out to someone who knows what they're talking about. This is for entertainment purposes only. Okay, we have an update. We have an update from Mortgage Girl. Oh, the last week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, that one was a dumb? situation. Yeah, yeah. Mortgage Girl with a dumb husband. <laughs> okay. I just want to preface this before I read this, okay? That I think that she did exactly what we told her not to do. <laughs> okay? So this is another case of people just only hearing what they want to hear and then completely disregarding everything else we say, okay? This is the case of that. Okay? Word. I am writing to update you on the mortgage situation that I previously discussed. After listening to the podcast and taking your advice. What was it? I had a conversation with my husband and my mother-in-law. What? Sick. Sick. What did we say? Hold on. Let's recap on what we said last week. Do you have it? No, but I remember what we said. We said, talk to your husband, yeah. get him on board. board That's yeah. what you had That's said, Gert. Said, yeah. You were like, show him the numbers of how this could affect yeah. us. Yeah. And then, But then we all said, you need to get him on board. Yeah. Once he gets on board, then you can take the next steps. Yeah. Then we also explicitly said, if he doesn't get on board, it's a take loss. the L. Yeah. Yes. Right? Did we not say that? I, so I, even I remember saying that. Okay, no. this the, she, did, she did not do that. She talked to her husband and then her mother-in-law. Both situations without the husband being on board, okay? She Wait, did she talk to the husband with the mother-in-law there? She said, and mother-in-law. So I think what... So then when she goes on to explain, this is... Okay, so I'll just read the whole thing, okay? Your advice really opened my eyes to how dumb my husband is and how we need to work on this. As previously, as previously mentioned, the mortgage is legally on my husband and mine's name. She did mention that? In no, the she didn't mention okay. that. I was like, that would have helped. Okay, then you're chilling. Yeah, if your name is on the mortgage, then isn't the house yours? Then then even if she says 50-50, you'll just be like, yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, koi gal nahi. 50-50, gal nahi. Chakar nahi, right? And then when it actually comes time to do 50-50, then be like, actually, no. What up, y'all? It's your girl, Coach P. Over here, post-production, while I'm editing... I want to clarify just two things before we proceed with this mess ass of a situation. But I talked to my girl Gina Judge, who's a mortgage broker, to clarify some things I was confused about. So I thought I would share them. So if this girl and her husband are on the mortgage, just as the mortgage people, like they're actually on the mortgage, that means that they're on the title, which means they have ownership stake in this property. 
if her and her husband are on the mortgage as guarantors, which means they just got on the mortgage to help the application go through because let's say their mother-in-law didn't have enough like income or something was going on. They just needed some, you know, people to be on the mortgage to help the mortgage go through. That means they're not on the title, which means they have zero ownership stake in the property. Okay. So I just want to clarify those two things. She goes, the mortgage is legally on my husband and my name. And we have been paying for it for several years. Our current situation is that my mother-in-law does not have an income and is retired and staying at home. Our current home is located in the lower mainland. And when it was initially bought, the house was, the house was worth $400,000 and our mortgage is for the $400,000. Oh, the house mortgage is almost and and the house value is now two million. Ripped it. My in-laws bought the house a long time ago. In a few years back, my husband and I started. I paid for a big renovation of the house as well. I have spoken with my husband about how this situation is not fair, but he suggested that we do not want to hurt my mother-in-law's feelings. I also then talked to my mother-in-law about possibly selling the house and starting from a clean slate, like Gravine suggested. But she became very upset and stated that I'm trying to break up the family she built. Of obviously, that's going to be a natural Additionally, reaction. Additionally, my husband's brother is now involved in this argument and is stating that he deserves a portion of the house, even though he has not contributed anything. I did pull out the calculations, including the renovation calculations, and show them to my husband. I do agree with Gert that I can use this as an option. However, at the same time, I don't find it fair since the mortgage is only for 400k and the house has grown into so much more. The mortgage money that we are putting in this house was technically like an investment and that money has been growing. So just getting the money back that we paid doesn't make any sense as the house has been worth way more. I am unsure of what to do in this situation. Please let me know your thoughts. Okay. I'll, I'll let you guys uh, go. I have an opinion on this. Well, fuck. If you would have told us in the beginning that your name was on the title, then you should have just kept your motion and just kept nodding your head. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Until the very end. And then be like, actually, no, wait a fucking minute here. <laughs> right? And then if your husband says anything, then be like, oh, fuck it, Saleh, I'll leave you too. Take your 50% of your 50%. <laughs> <laughs> fuck all you guys. Fuck all you guys. Oh my God. I feel like I need like a whiteboard for this to write this all down. No, Girk, I don't think it's, I think this, this fact actually made it more complicated. Yeah. And no, I think it made it way less complicated. I think this is easy. So first of all, you're paying a mortgage that was under $400,000. So your mortgage payment was very minimal. You know what I mean? I don't give a, like, regardless of what the value of this house is now, if your mortgage is almost paid off, that means your monthly mortgage payment was probably like 1200, 1300, 1400, like very, very minor. So even if you just are saying like, oh, well, you know, we paid X amount of dollars. It's supposed to be an investment in growth. Fuck do a 60, 40 split. That's still enough, I think. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? But I think what's happening here is that she's getting a little bit, you know, it's like, it's mine, mine, mine. Okay. So how she says, like, like, I don't think it's fair that we just get paid out what we put in and then do a split. I think that's completely fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Because you got your... You're, where you're getting the value, even you've invested the money, whatever you paid off the mortgage, like for that seven years. Yeah, that's where you're, you're going to get your full investment back. Yeah, plus a million dollars. The fact that this house increased in value that much. No. That's Which your, is that's what you're... Essentially a gift yeah. from the mother-in-law. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So this is why I was saying, like, I my initial thought was like, she's getting greedy now. Yes. Because it technically... 
you only were in that house yes. because of them. Yes. And they're a million dollars out of that. This is fucking crazy. Yes. Like take that and appreciate it. Be grateful for it and fucking move on. But where, so where things are going to get a little like they're where they're getting tricky is that the mother-in-law is all like you're trying to break up my family the family needs to be broken up now because now you're in this next generation who also has another generation coming you cannot have all these people in one house it will not work and it will only get messier from this point on and so it's in everybody's best interest if the mother-in-law can't pay for this house on her own they need to sell the house they need to split the proceeds yeah. and go their own ways and yes girk's right it should be 60 40 would be the the most fair split yeah. if they've been paying into the mortgage and they did a big rental or you get or if they don't agree to that the 60 40 yeah. then just get back what you put in and then split 50 50 and then split the remaining 50 50 yeah and then split the remaining 50 50 because that's still a win because yeah, y- yeah. Like, take take the win where you can take it because the only difference is is this in my head this is the only difference is if you say well we contributed for like whatever th- this like seven years that money's supposed to be growing as an investment so then the only other difference would be is imagine they just turned around and said okay cool we're the total value is this much you're going to get a little bit more than they're going to get yeah. but that little bit more is just probably exactly what you paid off anyway exactly exactly yeah, yeah it's yeah. The, that that's a fucking that's a balance that's a wash i think it's fair yeah i think that's that's fair i get it that whatever he didn't put in for those seven years into the mortgage but realistically if your mortgage was only like fourteen fifteen hundred dollars yeah. let's say he was putting in fifty percent what is he putting in six seven hundred dollars a month he wasn't even living there whatever just consider that your rent now it's definitely okay to consider that your rent yeah. that's nothing man that's yeah. fucking i was fully shit. thinking like 6k yeah that's what i was thinking that's the same that's in my head i was thinking they're paying like fucking look at that man honestly i just did it right now let's say it, let's say it was the mortgage was two thousand a month, yeah. and let's say that son hadn't put anything in, but he should have put fifty percent in, right? A thousand dollars that's twelve thousand a year times that for seven years, yeah. dude. That's eighty four thousand. Yeah. So what the fuck is eighty four thousand yeah. in the grand, grand scheme, scheme of, of things? Thing, and you're gonna get a million out of this fucking house regardless. I feel like do not stir shit up in this family, yeah, because you could very well end up with fucking nothing. Yeah. Uh, if yes shit gets like taken a court and shit gets really heated and stuff so just take your your a million is a lot so if anything just um go along with whatever everyone's wanting to do but also you need to start steering your husband in the direction of saying pushing for splitting and going your separate ways and even if let's say even if your husband does not get on board and says, no, we're not going to ask for any of our money back, this and that. Just split, even splitting it 50-50, if the house is close to 2 million now, you're still going to get And even if you have it. to get your mother-in-law to live with you at this point. Yeah, like... <laughs> Dude, ladies handing you a million dollars. At the end of the day, consider it, like just take the small L in the grand scheme of things. Like you're ending up in a good spot. Don't Don't compare yourself to the brother or like oh we did this and they didn't do this just look at the individual what you're getting out of this a million dollars cool take it yeah because the difference in like the whole value like what you're potentially not getting or that you think you're potentially not getting is not more than like a few hundred thousand man and i get it obviously a few hundred thousand is a lot but in the grand scheme of things it's not that much 
stop talking to your mother-in-law and stop talking to the brother. Yeah. yeah. The only person you should be talking to is your husband about this. Get a game plan down with your husband that you both agree on yes okay and then only your husband should be going to his mom because yes. anytime she's gonna see your face now she's gonna be pissed yeah, i'll tell you right pissed. now yeah i didn't know that i honestly it would be a completely different story if you're i in my head saw what Gravine thought i thought their monthly expenses were like five six grand yeah. they've been paying it for like and i was like yo you know what that is a huge, significant amount of money yeah. and i bet you you could have done a lot more with that money yeah that's what i thought yeah too. and then but if it was you know if you're mortgaging 400k or less there's no way your mortgage is more than like fucking 15 1600 dollars yeah. so yeah. honestly that's not even like yeah i would I, not yeah, be starting these family ass fucking fights and shit over that much money yeah because people right now are paying fucking what's it two three grand for a fucking one bedroom apartment and essentially you're getting a f like to me it looks like you're getting a free million dollars oh hundred percent because seven years ago if you tried to get a fucking mortgage in bc you wouldn't be paying you'd be paying way more than you are right now seven years ago this two million dollar house was 900k or 1.1 yeah. yeah. or whatever so you also need to think about the fact that you're in this situation because like you were able to invest like this quote invest like this and get this type of payoff because of your in-laws not because you were paying for the mortgage or anything because seven years ago, if you did, like, get married, you moved out, and let's say you didn't, like, assume their mortgage, you took on your own mortgage, you would be paying four grand, five grand a month for your mortgage. Like, probably 35 to four grand a month yeah, yeah, yeah. for your mortgage. And you definitely wouldn't be getting a million dollars. A million dollar payout. Your house would have maybe increased, like, you know, 500,000 by this yeah. point. Or, like, yeah, you would have had a million dollar mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this chick should have given all this information. Had we known it was like this, we I literally would have said, keep your fucking mouth shut. Yeah. Because you're getting like, you're getting a good fucking deal out yeah, of this. Yeah, and you just need to work on explaining to your husband that it's in everyone's best interest if you guys start focusing on like selling. Potentially selling this way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like getting, like going like your separate ways. But this 50-50 agreement still being in place. Like you, yeah, you agree to sell the house and split the proceeds 50-50, right? I would just go with the 50-50, honestly, at this point. But I think like her thing is, is like, I th feel like where she's getting frustrated is she's looking at it like, okay, so technically we're not getting the full, like, let's say it's an even million, right? She's thinking like, yo, we're not getting the full million because we ourselves out of pocket, let's say put 200K. So we out of pocket put 200K. So technically when this house gets sold, we're going to make 800K. But the brother and his new wife, they put nothing in. They're getting a million. So why are they getting 200 That's where they can ask for... That's why it's totally fair for them to ask for the reno amount. It is. It is. Not the mortgage amount because I think that is just their cost for living in that house the whole time. I do think it's... No, I honestly think it's fair to say whatever we've put into it to ask for that back and then split the rest. Or a portion of whatever they put in. That's what... Yeah, okay. So that's his opinion my opinion is you can ask for the reno amount you can't ask for what you put into the mortgage because you have to consider that as your rent yeah, money for living money. there that means for seven years they've been living in the house for free if they get all the money back yeah. because your brother-in-law wasn't living there at the time yeah. he paid rent somewhere else yeah. okay and he was just somebody who didn't his part in all of this was not taking part at like that was his role 
Because had he started taking part before, this whole situation would have been very different. And maybe you guys would have sold a long time ago and not have been able to grow the value of this house to where it's gotten to today. But now that we're here, yes, you're entitled to getting, you know, reimbursed in a fair manner for your uh, reno because that has added value to the property. But the amount that you put into the mortgage consider that your rent money and whatever your brother-in-law paid wherever he was living was his rent money and now in that sense you guys are even for like the mortgage payment part just the rental part just the rental part yeah so you should get you know fairly compensated for that and but going forward you should just be focusing on getting this house sold so you guys can go your separate ways with your separate money and you your mother-in-law just needs to figure out let's say who either does she want to live with just one son full time and visit the other one or does she want to live with both of them part time Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day I think she deserves that much as well because these you guys would not be working with these kind of numbers had it not been for her having this property in the first place yeah yeah because at the end of the day look at the situation that you are in just isolate yourself and look at the situation don't compare comparison is the killer of happiness okay the killer of joy just look at your particular situation you are in a very good spot okay Mm -hmm. a million dollars is going to come out of the situation your mortgage payment or your quote rent payment has been dirt fucking cheap compared to what everyone else is paying yeah like you are in a good spot do not complicate the situation. Do not get start World War Three in your husband's family over fucking money yeah. that you consider is a loss or whatever. That's a, a, in the grand scheme, like what a hundred thousand yeah. dollars, but you're getting a million out of it. Like, think about what you're doing here. That is the ultimate investment. And if you're gonna, yeah, and if you are gonna compare it, then you have to also compare it to had you not been paying that mortgage, yeah. what would you have been doing, and how much would that have cost yeah. you? Yeah. Look at that as well. So your brother-in-law, Lucky, reached out to me. He said he wants to advertise on the podcast. Yeah. For his real estate business. And this guy sends me a script, right? He's like, yo, this is what I thought of. Garveen told me to be funny. Whoa. Right? The fact that you're taking advice from Garveen on how to write a funny script <laughs> for an ad based on your track record. <laughs> oh, God. Whether you're selling or buying a house, you have to go to Lucky Chahal from Lucky Property Group. He's gonna get the job done. With a name like Lucky, (laughs) buddy, you can't go wrong, okay? Man's be lucking out. (laughs) Like how he lucked out and became Graveen's (laughs) brother-in-law, okay? If you're in the Lower Mainland and looking for someone to give you the best guidance and trustworthy advice, especially first-time homebuyers, reach out to someone you can trust, Lucky Chahal. Mention the podcast and have your legal fees taken care of. Check him out on Instagram at soldbylucky. Jiju. Bhagavant's brother-in-law. My Jiju. <laughs> um, okay, next. Hey, Pammy, I wanted to ask Girk's advice on this problem I have with my brother-in-laws. I'm the youngest child and I have two older sisters that are married. This guy's a is a girl or a guy? It's a guy. Okay. I'm the youngest child and I have been, I have two older sisters that are married. I'm pretty isolated from my family. So I only meet my brother-in-laws at weddings and events. My mom is always telling me how they're both so great and and have amazing jobs. Recently, I met with my family at a cousin's wedding and one of my brother-in-laws shouts, I'm surprised he came. I thought he hated this family. Talking to my other brother-in-law. Yeah. I told my sisters, but they didn't have anything to say. 
I am the youngest child, but I moved out first and I make the most money out of everyone. I don't brag about it, but recently my brother-in-laws have been acting jealous when I come to family events with expensive clothes or my, or my new car. I don't want to make them feel bad and I never really hated or liked them. I'm the least favorite person in the family, so whenever I bring up problems with my brother-in-laws, my family shuts it down. Three days ago, it was the same cousin's baby shower where the whole family was invited. I brought my fiancé with me. As we walked in, we, they both eyed us up and down and rolled their eyes. My older sister's husband then pulls me to the corner and tells me to stop coming to these family events because no one wants me here <gasps> and to stop flexing my expensive things and pretty girls. Does he mean my sister's not pretty? And should I be telling her? <laughs> I really am deciding whether to never come back as I am the least favorite to the point where my mom likes her son-in-laws more than her own son. My whole family also dislikes my fiance. And once we get married, we would move away anyways. I'm asking for Girk's opinion on this because he has two sisters. And I wanted to know if he was ever scared about his future brother-in-laws. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> I have zero stress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here chilling. I'm hoping these guys find somebody before I fucking die. <laughs> I become my mom now. <laughs> no, honestly, but straight up, if I was you, yo, and you don't even like these guys that much, and blah blah blah, this that this that. Honestly, I'm not even fucking kidding you. I would just be like, all right, fine. Fuck yeah, you, and then coming. whoever wants to keep in touch yeah. with you, straight will up, I'll be like, yeah, I'm okay, fine. You guys, that's what you guys want. Fuck yeah, I'm not coming. You guys fucking do your shit. Send these invites, and if eventually someone reaches out and says, hey, yo, why aren't you coming? Then I'll tell you. Then just tell them, be like, yeah, I fucking came. These guys told me they don't want me here, so I stopped coming. Yeah. So be like, that's it's just as simple as that. That's I honestly think that that's what I would do too. If my whole family yeah. was having an issue with me coming places. Yeah. And saying shit to me constantly, I'd be like, yo, why am I taking on all this fucking stress? Yeah. Showing up here, none of you guys fucking want me here. I don't want, like, what the reasons are don't even matter at this point. Like, it's just like, you know, if you are even flexing your shit, whatever. Oh, John your, could be flexing my shit. <laughs> that would, like, that's your prerogative, whatever, you know? That's how you want to spend your money, whatever. That's sometimes, fine. Or sometimes, you know, you can take the other route and just start throwing, I've done this too many of times. You just start throwing jabs back at them. <laughs> straight up I well, obviously like, this person doesn't yeah. care to have much to do with these people yeah. Yeah. yeah if you don't yeah that's but it seems like you really don't care like yeah. to have much if that that's what i'm saying just go like you know your like it sucks way. like it sucks like imagine you know like having like your own you know like being isolated in any situation is a, a sad thing yeah. it's a very you know lonely place to be mm-hmm. and who wouldn't want to be have you know be good with their family and yeah. enjoy family events but like if you're being treated like shit then why are you constantly going back? You know? And then, but then he continues out to say, I love the podcast. Please give advice because me and my fiance have been planning our wedding and I don't know whether to invite my family or not. No, you send, you invite them, of course. You send the invite. They're going to come just even if it's out of formality. They're going to come. You have your wedding, whatever, you know, whether it's low key or not, have your wedding. Then after that, then you just start like doing your own thing, living, you have your, you know, your marriage, you're doing your own thing. And then if anyone asks you, like, hey, why aren't you ever coming around to these functions or not? Yeah. Then you can just say, be like, yo, these guys told me not to come. I try to come. You guys are, if it's like that, it's like that. If like, because so pretty much what's happening is all these people are spending a lot of time together. Yeah. They feel like they all know each other really well. And because he's not around mm-hmm. and he's like all this, like, you know, with this mysterious thing that everyone just people just assume your personality. Yeah. And if these if your brother-in-laws have like got the upper hand on your narrative, either spend more time with your family and change it. Yeah. Or just stay away completely 
And whoever wants to keep in touch with you will reach out to you. And, you know, you just do your own thing. But yeah, don't do this in-between stuff where you just like show up once in a while. And it just obviously is a bad mix of people. Like clearly these brother-in-laws have like confidence issues and their own insecurities yeah their own insecurities yeah yeah. and even even if they're like i'm guessing maybe like max like four or five years older than you that's what in my head that's what i'm thinking uh the brother-in-laws are 29 and 32 and he's 24 29 and 32 but i'd be like yo if i were you 100 i'd go the next function if one of these guys says something like yo shut your fucking mouth this is my family don't ever fucking even look in my direction i would 100 percent I'm not even kidding you. I think if someone like, you know, if Shani got married and the fucking guy came out to say something, she'd be like, yo, listen, man, shut your fucking mouth. Sorry, I'll sit the fuck on the corner over here. You married into this family for the day. I would definitely. Fucking out here. Fucking go get a fucking hair transplant. (laughs) (laughs) Straight up, man. Go get a fucking hair transplant. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like I feel like I'm that type of guy. I would 100% be taking jabs if someone was saying that shit to me. Yeah, but like that's your personality. That's your personality. Clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- that's my personality too. Like if someone ever said something to me in my own family, yeah. I'd be losing. But it. I think it's one thing if your your whole family is like, yo, you know, like all good with you, and then it's just these two like brother in law random people that are saying the shit. But if your whole family, including your sisters and your mom, yeah. are backing them then you naturally start to feel isolated, right? Then you would be like, okay, what am I even doing here? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I would still, I think, drop those jabs, but just dis- then just distance myself as well. Um, okay, hey coach. While, while I was on a date with my boyfriend, we were driving and he points out to this restaurant and says, oh my God, remember when we went there that one time and this funny thing happened? Then he continues to give this detailed story of the super romantic and exciting date we had. The problem is it never happened. <laughs> I fucking knew that was going to happen. At least not with me. So I tell him, hey, I've never been to that restaurant. I don't remember that happening. I'm 150% sure. I tell him I'm not mad and you're probably just mixing me up with your ex, which is fine. But he goes, he gets so adamant, like passionately saying that the fact that, no, I'm wrong. And it was us two who were on the date. And he even remembers what I was wearing. He was so persistent that I almost started questioning, like, am I crazy? Did we actually go to this restaurant? But I but I guarantee I've never stepped foot there. I think he's just embarrassed and won't admit it to me now. I feel a little upset because one, he was thinking so fondly at a memory with someone else. And two, I feel like he's low-key gaslighting me. I ended the conversation by saying, yeah, maybe that happened and I forgot, but it's bugging me. Do I let it go or bring it up again? No, you 100% let it go. Yeah, just let it go. 100%. That's probably is what it is, man. He probably remembered a date with like his ex or something. But the the best part is when he started doubling down. He's like... (laughs) I remember what you were wearing. I would too, though. But I think it's just the moment. I 100% would. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. definitely happened to me. When you get like that <laughs> in depth. Yeah. But when you get that in depth into like something and you're like, yo, yeah, I remember this, this. And you're giving all these details. And then at the end, the person's like, dude, that wasn't even me. Then you're like, man, Dilan. Yeah. And you're like, I can't now be like, I had all these fucking details stored in my head. You're like, no, no, no. Trust me, man. You're fucking tripping. You must have been drunk or some shit. <laughs> this is the past anyways, you know? Okay. Hold on the. Well, clearly, it's fine because he's thinking he was there with you, so yeah. it's great for you. He's associating those positive memories with you, even though you didn't have to put in the work to be there. Yeah. yeah. It's a win-win. Okay. Hey, Coach B. Been a long time supporter of the pod. Love what you guys do. Can you please read this on the podcast? I'm a 27-year-old guy finishing up school, and talks of my marriage have come up since the past year and a half. My family has been finding girls from India in hopes of an arranged marriage. I live in Canada. I kind of brushed it off as a joke, and sometime now, however, I feel like I'm getting to the age now. The problem is the last time I dated was back in high school. Basically, he's saying that he hasn't dated anyone. He's battled with depression, a lot of pressure and this and that, whatever. Okay. 
He says, um, and now he's kind of heading towards an arranged marriage. And he's saying, this seems fine and all. However, a lot of my cousins and family friends have had arranged marriages. And many of them have had girls who have landed in Canada and took all their money and just or just use them for their PR. I spent almost 10 years in school after high school. And I'm really scared in terms of financial risk involved with an arranged marriage or marriage in general. I do want to live with my parents after marriage, but I'm unsure how I should go about finding someone. Honestly, bro, find someone here. Don't do this, India. No, but people government. have gotten married no, to people no, from India, no. and they're they've been fine. No, yeah, I am have. a one. I don't. I know some people are fine. I don't even care. I'm a firm believer in not doing that. Hmm. Oh, girls are passionate about this. Strongest opinion you've ever had. It's. I don't know why I have a strong opinions about the stupid shit. But <laughs> <laughs> I know people who have gotten married to people that... So have I, and that they've worked out, everything's been good, blah, 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 this, that, this, that. I get it, but I just think it's not the way to do it. Well, clearly this guy's not having the best luck. Who cares? Yeah, straight off, man. I'm telling you, there's no point, man. If if you find a girl here, you find a girl here, whatever. If you don't, you but don't. But you could also man, get fucked over fucking... by a girl from yeah. here, too. Yeah, you could. Who cares? But you just fucking live life, man. Oh, yeah, me, fucking going to India for something you're locked in there for no reason. Like, let me fucking get married. So, do you even know how to speak, Pandavi? Right? How are you going to fucking communicate? And I get it. There's educated girls there and they speak English. But the mental thinking, I ha- oh, trust me, man. The mental processing thinking, the way they were raised and how they, it's completely different than the women here. If you're scared of financial risk and all this type of shit, there's ways that you get can a prenup. protect yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself. If those are things that you're scared of, you know, there's always ways to, ways to do that. Also, arranged marriage doesn't mean forced marriage. You could get introduced to someone and you could have a few conversations. If you're getting weird vibes, trust your gut. No, no. Yeah. You know? Okay. Sorry. I should clarify a little bit then. Because, yeah, if you like get introduced to someone, like, oh, we know this girl, and then you talk to this girl, and you, you know, you've met this girl, whatever, you've done your due diligence, that's like different. I'm talking about like people that, like, you know, blindly, like, and you go there, you have like two conversations with her, and you're like, fuck it, let's get this shit done. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, you fly back here, you don't even know what the fuck happened in the last year. All of a sudden, you're signing some PR documents, interviews happening and shit, and then this fucking chick shows up. That type of job. You're thinking about the old school style. <laughs> but I still honestly think at the end of the day, it's like, who fucking cares, man? If you're making bank, fucking live your life, man. I'm fucking, I mean, bringing fucking chicks here from India. What are you fucking Canadian fucking citizenship givers? All up? Fucking chill out. <laughs> what if he wants like kids and like, he wants like a family? He wants kids. And he, like, and he wants the girl to live with his parents. What yeah, if that, like everybody... there's fucking plenty of fucking Janani here that are willing to do that. No, man. Clearly, he's not having the best the best luck here doing if you haven't but if if you haven't tried your hand at finding someone here maybe do that first yeah and if you have and if you know people that are like married and you know are in a relationship and they have kids and stuff like that start talking to them and being like oh how is marriage how do you like marriage (laughs) my fucking opinion gonna change real quick (laughs) okay here's another one that's a little bit similar okay Hey coach, I'm dealing with a situation. I'd love to hear yours, Girk and Gravine's thoughts on this. I'm 27. I'm a 27 year old girl dating a 27 year old guy for about a year now. He moved to the States three years ago from India and doesn't have a serious job. I'm still in school. And once I'm done, I'll be making a six figure salary. And this is my first serious relationship. I do really love him and we have a great time together. However, he has indicated that he wants to get married as soon as possible. He doesn't like it when I go out or drink with friends because he doesn't drink or eat meat. 
I have found myself occasionally having to sneak around um, to hide this fact that I'm like drinking. My older brother is very protective of me and keeps saying that my boyfriend is with me for the wrong reasons. He thinks he only wants his green card. My boyfriend also wants us to get married in India. I can't tell if I'm being delusional or if my brother has a sense in this theory. Help me out and let me know if I'm blind to these red flags. Uh, you just heard what I said. It's my answer doesn't change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get your fucking green card and then hit me up. Yeah, this all would have been fine. But like the whole uh, him controlling the you whole, is an issue. The whole, okay, the whole um, him not having a serious job. Maybe that's just because of his background and, you know, like maybe he's maybe he's still in school or maybe he's struggling to find a job because, you know, you like... You know, he doesn't have his green card or whatever. Let's just say that. Okay. But then there's the issue of him wanting to get married right away. And then there's the issue of him having a problem with uh, you having... He's you already know, starting to like control Like you drinking her. and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, you, and you're already hiding shit. Like that one aspect of the relationship would be the deal breaker for me. Yeah. Because that's a little... That's like a control aspect where problems are going to come up down the road. And it doesn't matter if he's from India. There's guys from here that would have a problem with that too. I just wouldn't be fucking with those type of people. If you have to hide things from your partner mm-hmm. yeah. already, yeah, like where you're setting yourself up for failure at this point. Yeah. It does nothing to do with the fact that he wants his green card. Just take that out of the equation. Yeah. Just look at that one thing. That would be a deal breaker for me. And then if he has a problem with you drinking and hey, whatever, okay, what's going to happen when you're making more money than he is? What's going to happen when you get married and that, that, those type of issues start coming up? Yeah. He starts trying to control you and then you start getting pissed. You're like, Yo, fuck you, I'm the breadwinner here. What are you doing? Like these, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all great in the first year. You're in the honeymoon phase right now. Yeah, too many imbalances. Too many imbalances. Yeah. Just uh, cut the cord while you can, okay? Your brother's right. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know about the green card thing, but the, scent, the theory, the overall... The overall theory is right. Even if they are like, you know, let's say ultra modern, there are going to be some things that are just going to not like. Yeah. Because when someone comes, like, especially like I'm talking about people that are meeting someone like this guy's going to go find someone fresh from India. Yeah. yeah, You know, and they're they're coming straight here. And then now their whole perception of like Canada, how shit works here is like what is being now in your media family where someone that comes here when they're younger or not even younger but they've been here for like three years four years five years lived like single or with family they at least over those three four five years start to pick up on like how things differentiate right how like social situations are different how you talk to someone versus not talking to someone that's up to that guy let's say if he is willing to take that on to be like, okay, I know what this is going to take to bring somebody from here, get them, you know, like accustomed to life in Canada and like how, let's say, even Indian families work in Canada. But like it is going to be an extra layer of responsibility, pretty much, you know, walking somebody through all of this for the first, like, I would say a couple of years at least. Yeah. Um, but as long as you're open to that, but if you're like, oh no, I don't want to take that on, then obviously that's not that's not the arrangement for you then. I don't know. For this girl, I think like yo, This girl has completely different issues yeah, here. Your situation is a little bit fucking yeah. <laughs> Even if she said that even if the whole he's not even if he wasn't from India. And he was from here. Yeah. yeah. But he was doing all those things, same thing. answer would be the same. 
Coach P, my boyfriend's mom is a total glam queen, always getting Botox and rocking designer bags. Ripped up. Meanwhile, my mom is a classic desi mom with a bun and an Aldo bag who doesn't speak good English. My boyfriend wants our families to meet, but I'm terrified that his mom will judge my mom and my family. Any advice on how to survive this potential disaster? Stop thinking about Stop. it. Like, Bro, what? Your, your family is going to get judged regardless. Okay? Yeah, and your family's going to judge theirs. Yeah. That's just what we Everyone do. Everyone out here judging everybody, okay? Yeah. 100%. Everyone's, everyone's going to judge everyone. You're just feeling a little self-conscious. They, but... they, they bo- your husband's mom could have been this too, and she's going to walk and look at your mom's suit and be like, Surja, can you buy any? Like, it's just, you know, it's just, that's what's going to happen. Straight up. That's something that, oh my God, if you let things like that consume you, yeah. you'll be destroyed. You'll be fine, bro. They would be judging each other regardless, okay? Yeah, yeah. And your mom's going to go in there judging her too. She's going to be like, okay, oh, something to the up and up. Yeah. All right. So don't think your mom's, well, just because she has an Aldo bag, she doesn't judge people. She thought she was getting Botox and shit. Like, look how bad she is. Right? <laughs> Yo, facts, facts. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, Coach B, I'm 26. I'm Punjabi. I've been watching all my friends and cousins plan their weddings in the, for the last couple of years. As some of my friends are picking out their wedding day outfits, Judah and Galide, I can't. Do you know what Galide are? Yeah. The long things? Okay. Um, I can't help but wonder why we Indian girls follow some of these patriarchal traditions and customs in Indian weddings. Gravine's favorite <laughs> topic. <laughs> S- specifically. Specific- what culture girl Sp- oh fight 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 <laughs> can i finish it let me finish it let me just finish let me just finish specifically you just throw the dollar amount and then he'll get on your side <laughs> okay hold on specifically the kalire as historically they were meant for the bride to have food to snack on for the journey to her husband's house meaning she would have been too shy to ask for food and what about not non-kishak is that not a form of dowry and why is the mother's family and not the father's family providing the gifts and money? I just don't get it, Coach P. Why do we do this? Please share on the podcast. Tell him, sis. For the aesthetic, girly! <laughs> no one's eating their kalide, okay? Yeah. We're just doing it for aesthetics, girly! You're just putting it on for the fucking, you know, it's just for the show. It's a part of the show, man. No, but what she's saying is that you're... No, even our parents don't know half the time why we do certain things. But yes, I do 200% agree that anything that is like heavily, you know, has is exists because of the patriarchy definitely needs to start. You need to start showing it the door. But I don't think wearing Kalide is a part of that. I think Kalide is just an aesthetic Nobody even now. knows why the fuck we're doing what the but fuck Kalide we're doing. But Kalide are also the most annoying piece of jewelry. Yeah, but I I wouldn't be like, you need to get a little Kalide because of patriarchy. Like, there's a certain... Like, I feel like... There's better shit to fuck... Yeah, there's better shit to be fucking rallying yeah, up Yeah, but if, so, if somebody like her is asking these questions... I think it's it is definitely something that should be discussed so a lot of a lot more people know why we're doing certain things because also how else are we going to pass things on Yeah you should definitely know like I feel like you should know like for like the most part why but I think that's like getting too in depth the fuck the clearly who cares explain the basic shit Yeah girls trying to fucking... start an online jewelry business so that's why <laughs> No not even I'm just saying like you know it just teaches the basic shit. What is the drop. fucking, you know, the ceremony? What happens at the Gurdwara? Why are we doing this in Geet? Why are we doing this? What? Explain the general shit. Who gives a fuck about these little minor details, man? We're eating food off your fucking wrist. Like, what well, do you know? No one gives a fuck. No, but pretty much, 
like obviously a majority of our wedding traditions are like heavily based on like very unfair traditions yeah because the fucking world was unfair at one point did i have a full ass wedding that did literally all of this yes but i was very young and i had i gotten married over the age of 25 where my brain had fully developed and had started asking the hard questions you probably still would have done this i definitely would not have 100 but also i just wouldn't have gotten married and that's i think a very well-known fact at this point (laughs) you have a benefit from this the way that our culture thinks because you are a guy if I'm you were to a girl, exactly <laughs> exactly so just, so I, actually, this reminds me i saw a uh video like i think i don't know if it was on instagram or tiktok but it was this girl who's from india was talking she's like whenever i get into an uber or something i talk it's usually like you know some brown guy and he's also from india and he'll be like oh have you gone back home and she's like no and he's like oh well don't you like want to like i love going back home like it's great blah 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 and she's like and i always get into these like heated debates with these guys because i tell them that no i don't enjoy going back home the way you do because you're going back to a place that like supports you being like you know you're considered like the best thing ever and everything is catered to you yeah. whereas I'm on the opposite end and I have to be the one that's catering to other people and like helping, you know, taking help, taking care of like others and their needs, whereas all of your needs get met there. And she's like, no, I'm good here. I like it because and he's like, she's like, all these guys are so like crusty about living here because they have to do things themselves. And like, you know, they're the culture doesn't favor men here like how it does there. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's true. So that's why you're so hell bent on preserving this culture, but it's because it's it's benefit men. It ain't benefiting me with shit. I'm fucking living all here on my own, cooking my own food, cleaning my own fucking house. <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck benefit. I need no fucking benefits out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to protect the fucking aesthetic. Oh shit, the hell! <laughs> I'm just trying to like, who cares, man? You have to have like some of this shit has to carry on, man. Otherwise, no, you then eventually, best you... believe that I will be explaining to my own daughters what each and every single thing means. Yeah, you can, you can and explain that. But like, if I she's, feel like... if my kid says, okay, um, yeah, well, if I get married, I don't want to do this because blah blah blah. I'm, I will be very proud of her. But I feel like. Now, all this shit that happens now is like slowly, like even though people still kind of generally understand what some of it is, not everyone maybe, but some people do. But I feel like the meanings have now changed. Back then they meant one thing and that's why they did it. But now we just do those and we understand that it doesn't mean what it means. Like we're just doing it now because we have been doing it for so long, but we don't take it as the same meaning. But I think Gurk is thinking of different types of traditions. Yeah. You're thinking of the not so controversial. You're thinking of not so controversial traditions, which is like the Sangeet. Yeah. The wedding, yeah. the reception, those are normal. What are you thinking of? We're, this We're girl's thinking talking of the about, actual logistics behind it. Like, no, no, this girl's asking about like non-kishak. Wait, hold on. Which part is that? That's like when the girl gets um, so gifts from her like uh, mom's family. So like, for example, during my wedding, my mama, guys, uh, the non-kishak involves your the outfit that you're going to wear on the wedding day. Yeah the all the stuff pretty much all the jewelry all that kind of stuff and then also other like suits and stuff that they give you and gold 
Yeah, and so I think that still happens. That yeah. So like she's and what's saying, wrong with that? she because she's saying the mom's side. The guy's mama isn't giving him that kind of stuff. Yeah, like it's always the mom's side, the like the woman in the marriage who has to keep providing. Whereas why can't people on the dad's side do the same thing? Like for example, l- let's say I have a daughter, right? She gets married. It would be according to the non-kishak, it would be your responsibility to buy her wedding outfit. Why can't my husband's brother do that too? But the, the like, but I feel like nowadays everyone just provides a little bit. No, they don't. What do you mean? Non-kishak, a lot of girls, their mom may buy the wedding outfit because that's considered that's tradition. And the mom may are buying like but I think getting the, them I think like a just gold giving, set. Yeah, they're just giving gifts. No, but expensive gifts expensive gifts so like imagine i pop out a daughter that's gonna have a wedding and then listen, give this guy the bill and then listen, he'll know how it let's feels. say but let's say like but pammy's yeah like she said pammy's husband's brother, brother. isn't gonna have to fit, foot the bill for anything yeah but, like, you but you do why no but that's what i'm saying like th- this girl is asking like why are these little behind the scenes things? Yeah. Or why those, they, yeah. Yeah, that's what she's asking. She's not saying the Anand Karaj or like a reception or a Sangeet party or something. She's saying like little things like that, like the mama, yeah. like the mom's brother has to foot the bill. Why can't the dad's brother foot the bill? It's because the dad's side is considered like you do everything for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. So I, I'm trying to explain it in the context where Girk would not benefit yeah. and where you would see that. Yeah. <laughs> or that you would have like to like That's like me coming pay. to you or my husband coming to you being like hey you're the mama like you should be footing the bill for the gold and the wedding outfit you'd be like why yeah that's uh, what she's asking the honestly part of the thing is that probably like chopper if that's how it is <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, alrighty. <laughs> good to know <laughs> yeah and now these chicks are like i want a sabya sachi like 10 grand yeah, shut the hell up it's my choice okay i'm i'm putting the bill here's the fucking you know overseas fashion fucking big overseas fashion. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why in my head i feel like now like the parents like let's say if i had a daughter right like i feel like the parents these days is like if i had a daughter i would be paying like for my daughter like i would be paying that of whatever but so that's but the thing is like how the way that so for example like your daughter says oh i want to get married you're not like there with the way that things our parents have been doing you are the only one that's paying yeah do you see what i mean like the wedding day the anandkarj day is technically like a bride's family expense yeah and then usually the groom's guy gets the reception yeah but what if they don't do a reception and I'm then if they my don't, daughter ain't getting a reception. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you are paying for this wedding, yeah. and nobody else. Their son's getting married too, yeah. but technically they don't. I in my head, I always thought it was like split. Like the wedding is always paid by like the girl side, and then the reception is always paid by the guy yeah, side. But then now look at that. Everybody's coming to the wedding. The all of the guy side, all of the girl side. And then the guy side the paying for the like reception. A, the is like a minor expense. Yeah, it's not that much. The gordora and the food, whereas reception, you have to pay for liquor, venue, food, decor. The way that you guys are thinking about it, you guys are thinking that the wedding expense is $5,000 and the a reception is like fifty. No, I'm thinking wedding is like 25000 and reception is like 70, like 80. 70 80. But now what I'm trying to say is that at the reception, so everybody comes to the wedding, okay, at the gordora, both sides. 
But then at the reception, only a limited amount of the girl side is technically invited. Oh, yeah. So you're just throwing a party. The guy side is just throwing a party for themselves. So they took 50% of the wedding, but they didn't, they paid for 0% of it. And now, yeah, they're, they're paying for the full reception, but they're not, but the girl side, only a fraction of the girl, girl side is going to be there. And a lot of people do this now where the girl side pays for the wedding and the reception is split 50, 50, which, which is even more fairy, so stupid, which is not fairy as well. It should be the wedding is 50 50 and the reception is 50 50. And the guest list is 50 50. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah, okay. I see what you guys are saying when you're saying these. I don't know what the fuck, man. Chicks overthink everything, man. Just have the fucking wedding, you know? Get your fucking week of, you know, your limelight and then just that's it. No one's ever going to think about you again. Go back to the regular potato just like the rest <laughs> no of us. No one's going to think about you ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, man. One week, get it over with, then chill, hold on though. But it's just so crazy how, like, there's so much money that's spent on that one week and nobody gives a flying fuck like the more i think about it it's actually sickening like for the past <laughs> i think two years if gore found out the type of shit this is were spending money on and how much money they were spending they'd be losing their mind they'd be wondering cra would be like where the fuck are you guys getting money from yeah 100 percent cra red flagging all everything like, what are you guys fucking doing you guys spending this much money last one hey coach at what point of the talking dating stage do you think it's appropriate to let loose and show yourself with no makeup and hair extensions <laughs> never hair extension i've been talking to this guy and we only went on two dates but we facetime often i always want to i always want to look put together so i haven't shown my face yet without makeup do you think guys care about these things and is there such a thing as waiting too long to go barefaced in front of a guy uh yes there is 100 percent guys care about these things no i no i don't okay it's so funny you're a guy and i'm like no they don't care they do care you care no i don't care once you st- no once the guy starts to catch feelings and you know it yeah right there yeah take that makeup wipe you trapped him already do it sooner than later for sure i would say but i 100 percent telling you guys care because i've seen some of these fucking Grigarn, you've seen girls that you have no emotional attachment to yeah. if you catch feelings i look for someone, at it i'm like how this is criminal <laughs> this is criminal <laughs> some of it's what yo you have to admit even as makeup artists you have to obviously admit. once someone starts to develop feelings for a person the way they look starts to go down on the priority list yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but at this point like yeah the feelings have been caught like that's yeah. that's done but also the whole like you going in front of them without wearing makeup is more of a you problem than it is a them problem. Clearly, like you, this is a big thing for you. Yeah, some people are so insecure that they just overinflate it. Yeah, the other mind. person might not think anything of it. Girk's looking at the transformation videos that pop up on his TikTok. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Not dating a girl and being emotionally invested in someone. But I still think if I was dating a girl and, you know, I was emotionally invested and one day she took her makeup off and she looked like one of those transformations, I'd be like, yo, what are you fucking doing? Why are you Rick doing Arn, this? You're thinking of like... I'd be like, I don't want to be with you. Yeah, you're thinking extreme. Like, chances are, I don't know. I don't know. I'm con- I'm like confused about this. The Literally the first time I met Tony, I, was, I wasn't wearing makeup. Like after we yeah. initially started talking and I just like quickly met up with him yeah. one time. I was I came from Pangara practice and I wasn't wearing makeup. And then you just Gideon Durani. Yeah. 
Gideon Girani, I see. What? Listen, if a guy is gonna leave you because he doesn't like the way you like look without yeah, makeup, you then want it, it to happen in the beginning. Yeah, you want it to happen sooner than later. Okay, so but also just you know, if he likes you for who you are, if he likes you for you, he's not gonna care. Yeah. End of story. And if he just cares about the way you look, then he's maybe he's going to have a reaction like what Greg just said. And if you, then it's good that you are not seeing that guy anymore. You'll know. So either way, you win. Yeah. I'm not saying like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like guys care. I'm not saying like, oh, guys like, you know, care. But I, I'm saying they guys want to see the real you. Yeah. Yeah. They don't want to see like a fucking fluffed up fucking model. They want to see who you really are underneath that makeup all right guys that's it for the episode this week hopefully you enjoyed it make sure you follow gurk on instagram at current but real estate best deal without weight i like how i just i just i totally stole that from red fm yeah and just made it a part of your slogan what but if you want to you know move out to calgary or invest in the calgary real estate market reach out to gurk and he will set you up and follow gravine on instagram at gravine bearing um order food from lighthouse calgary you can use coaches discount code um, you know, they got food and stuff over there and right. I mean, all that. and then subscribe to the Patreon for bonus content and follow the official podcast, Instagram account at coach P podcast. And we'll catch you next week on coaches. Don't pull. Bye.